Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you. Thanks very much for joining us for the latest episode of IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast, where we talk to people who matter about the things that matter in the world of financial services. I'm Brandon Russell, online writer here at IFA Magazine, and joining me on the podcast this week is our editor, Sue Whitbread. Hello, everyone. Uh, well, many of you listening in today, and many IFA Magazine readers too, are generalists. Um, others will specialise in advising particular groups or particular professions, the ones that spring to mind, dentists, doctors, teachers, whatever. And they do gain real synergies from doing just that. So Brandon and I thought it would be a good thing to look into. And we're going to be discussing this today with one advisor who is specialising in advising athletes and sports professionals uh, about how and why she does it. Uh, We'll also be talking a bit about financial education too, something that she's clearly passionate about, as indeed are we. Uh, So I'm very pleased to introduce this week's guest, who is Macy Greenall. Uh, Macy is a financial advisor at Key Financial Wealth Management. Macy, hi. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Hi, Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to the conversation and I'm very uh, honoured to be a guest. Oh, it's lovely to have an advisor on, isn't it? <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I really look forward to the conversation. Can I ask you then to kick off, maybe just tell us a bit about you and what you do just to get us underway? Okay, yep. So uh, I'm Macy. I am a financial advisor at Key Financial Wealth Management, who is a senior partner practice of St. James's Place Wealth Management. Um, I've been in the financial services industry now since I was about 19. So it's been about four years. So I am a young advisor, um, which has been great. And I think one thing I'd also like to point out is that don't feel like that can be a disadvantage. I think it can be a great advantage to be a young advisor. Um, I have been working as an advisor in the practice um, for about a year and a half now, a year and it's been going really well. And I've chosen to specialize in the sports industry, which is something that I'm very passionate about due to uh, personal circumstances and people in my life that I've met who have been in the sports industry themselves. And I kind of saw a gap in that market where it would be really great that they got firsthand financial education in this industry as well. No, that sounds great. Well, Macy, it's great to talk to you today. And as you've just mentioned, you clearly break the mould of a stereotypical financial advisor, you know, a 50-year-old, predominantly male. <laughs> what attracted you into a career in financial advice and how much of a challenge has it been so far? So I have witnessed growing up uh, in a household. So my dad is a financial advisor, so he is the business owner. So I'm very lucky that I've come through a family um where I've seen it firsthand, the benefits, and not only just the benefits, I've kind of seen the struggles of the job as well. So I got to see the kind of realistic aspects of it can be very demanding and challenging, um, but it also is extremely rewarding. Um, So I was extremely lucky that I saw that through my dad. Uh, Growing up, I never kind of wanted to be a financial advisor. I've always had a very kind of business savvy mindset. I've always wanted to go down the business route. Um, and quite frankly, what happened was I thought, why not? I'll try and pass the RO exams. And I did it very quickly. So I kind of fell into it through that. And I was extremely lucky to have an opportunity to work with my dad as well. And in terms of kind of the challenges, 
I think being young and being female, I think it's great. There's so many more female advisors than there probably ever was. Um, I'm starting to see a lot more kind of come through as well through the, I, I went through what's called an SJP, St. James's Place Financial Advisor Academy, where they train you up to be an advisor. And I was in the kind of group where they had a lot more women. So it's fantastic to also see that women are doing this job a lot more as well. Um, but there definitely is uh, challenges. I'm also facing the challenges of going into the sports industry, which is also predominantly male um, orientated, male focused. So it's really great to kind of break the mold in two areas. I've been extremely lucky where I've only uh, received a lot of respect and I've met some really incredible people along the way and people that are really supportive of females coming into the industry and young people also breaking the mold and going into the industry. I think as long as you have the knowledge, you make sure that you pass the exams, you have all of the kind of regulatory requirements and you work hard, I don't think there's any challenges with being young or being female. Because it's not easy, is it? That whole process is tough. Yeah, it is tough. Um, I was really lucky. I had a lot of support. And like I said, I think if you can find someone that can mentor you, um, I had that mentor in my dad. So like I said, I was extremely fortunate and lucky um, to have that opportunity and to have someone so close to me be able to guide me through it as well. But I think widen your network. Um, LinkedIn is such a fantastic place to connect with others. Um, that's how I kind of connected with both you, Sue and Brandon, which is fantastic. Um, so I think find other advisors and don't be afraid to reach out and ask for a coffee chat and if they've got any guidance because people are really open and happy to help. And I've been so blessed to have such incredible people, whether that's other advisors, um, people that work in the partnership of St. James's Place, anyone in the industry that people are willing to help if you reach out. Oh, that's good to hear. So coming on to the client side of things a bit now then, Macy, I know as obviously you specialise in advising clients who work in sport. So I wondered what were the particular financial planning challenges that you tend to find amongst those clients that you work with? And how do you work with them to find solutions? I think the biggest challenge for me um, working with clients in the sports industry is that they are predominantly a lot younger. So we're talking about uh, very young clients that have got a lot of money or at a tender age. Um, and the thing is with being younger is you don't like the idea of your money being tied up and non-accessible and it's kind of scary because as well in the sports industry there's a lot of anxiety of how long your career is going to last um if you have a really good career span in the sports industry uh you're kind of looking at retiring at 35 so that's all, all, all already a lot uh younger than you know any other career average let alone if you come across an injury you never know what's going to happen so i think the hardest part is not actually finding the product it's kind of being warm and talking through the what ifs, if but maybes of injury, what's going to happen? What are you spending now? What can we do to make sure it lasts to 35? It's kind of getting around the psychological analysis of how long the career is going to be. And, you know, you're trying to be positive about it. But I think that's the, the toughest part is that they are very young with a lot of money. And I think normally you think of a wealth management, you think of older clients investing because they would have already accumulated that money through years of working. 
And is there a, a propensity to embrace things like pensions, cash flow planning, or is there a little bit of apprehension there? Cash flow planning is fantastic. Um, I think I would recommend cash flow planning for any client, no matter what the age. I think it really hits deep when a client, you can tell a client to do this, to do that, but until they see it with their own statistics, their own figures, you you know, you add names in like their children and what would happen to their children if they, you know, saved a little bit more and you make it a lot more personalized. I think regardless of sports industry, any client that I deal with, I think, uh, my advice to any advice that doesn't already use cash flow forecasting is to use it because even on myself, it's been great to kind of know exactly what I need to do. Um, and like I said, it just adds that emotional part in, which I think it's so much easier to grasp a concept when you feel or see exactly what it's going to do for you. I think pensions, particularly in the sports industry, is a harder one. Um, but there's other kind of investment routes that we can always yeah. go down. You are listening to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available. And follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram at IFA Magazine. Just uh, moving on then. So does specialise in, in advising particular sectors such as sports people make it easier or more difficult to establish yourself as an advisor and grow your business? I, um, I have found it easier. I think... I've been really lucky. Like I explained, I'm extremely young. Um, and although I've been in the financial services industry for um, a few a few years, I've only been advising for the past year, really. Um, but I think if you do a good job and you have a passion, so I'm really passionate about helping this sector. And I think when you're passionate about something, it really shines through. It's very authentic. And from that, you do a good job. When you're really genuinely interested in something, you're more inclined to do a better job and kind of give your all, which you would do anyway. But I think when there, there is that element of interest and passion there. And it snowballs. I think referrals, like I said, you know, when you're doing a good job, you're more likely to get referred. And that goes back to kind of any client bank, but particularly when you're specializing. Also, it helps because the more you're doing something, the more you're repeating something, you're getting better at it. So I found that when I started giving my financial education talks, I really cringe thinking back to my first ever financial education seminar I did because it was my first one. It, I didn't do a bad job. I got great feedback. But now because I've done so many, I cringe thinking back because I've learned so much along the way. And like I said, I think just by doing that and having that repetition there, you do just get so many skills and learn so much just from yourself and being around people in the industry you're specializing I do think it really helps grow your business because like I said you hone in on those skills and you get really good referrals. You mentioned financial education there and I wonder how important you think that is and do you do you find a lot of a lot of the people you talk to or that you present to are are very illiterate when it comes to their finances? Yeah, so again, coming back to the me being young, um, when I was at school, we never got taught anything about the real life stuff. I, I mean, I got taught great things, but uh, none of us got taught what a mortgage was, what rent was, council tax, water bills, all of this, any basic finance concepts. And I think that stuff is so important. And I only know everything I know because I've trained in this industry. I've sat the exams. I do this as a job, but I'm surrounded by many friends that don't know what I know about finance. And it kind of makes you aware that it's really not actually kind of accessible information. It's not something we're taught easily. Uh, again, going back to the financial education for the sports industry, 
um, I think I touched upon it earlier, but you're kind of earning or have the potential to earn extremely high incomes at such a young age. Not everyone in the sports industry comes from backgrounds where their family know much about financial education. They just have a talent in sport. So there's not necessarily that support network at home either or in their personal network. And then they're earning a lot of money and they've not got that education either in a professional network. So I think it's really fantastic that clubs are now offering and having me in and, you know, using the PFA's financial education talks because it's providing these players with that education that I think is so needed. And yeah, there's definitely a lot of kind of not being aware what certain terminology means, which is why I try and make it really simple, um, you know, really break it down. Some people have such an interest and I found in it in investing, but it's very few. You kind of see a couple in a room out of maybe 30. So I think it's something that definitely I'm, it's really great that it's becoming the new normal to embrace financial education. Mm-hmm. And that is, as you say, so much jargon in financial yeah, services. There yeah, there is. <laughs> I think that's what scares people as well. It's quite daunting reaching out to an advisor. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to the sports industry in particular, like I said, a lot of these, um, I work mostly with football players and a lot of these football players, when I go to academies, are very, very young. And they feel intimidated reaching out to an advisor online because they don't even know if they need one because they're not 100% sure what an advisor even is. So I think by having access to someone like myself as an advisor going into a club, um, I think it also helps that I'm also young. There's that element of being a lot more relatable to the players. Um, I think it makes them feel more at ease and then they have that point of contact oh okay like well do I need this and they kind of ask you and then I can kind of break it down to them and it's great it is really good Mm, excellent uh so Macy now we've rapidly come to the end of the conversation I wondered if you had any tips that you could share today for others who may be either considering a career in, in financial advice I think you did touch upon that when you introduced yourself a little bit earlier but also for existing advisors who may be looking to specialise in a particular profession or industry, just like you've done, could you could you share a few little tips that you think might help them? Yes, of course. I think if you're not already a financial advisor and you're looking to be one, I think research the options available, kind of look at um, if you wanted to be an employed advisor versus a self-employed advisor. I think these are big questions to ask because I think, you know, you want to know if you could feel a bit more comfortable and that you would excel quicker if you had that safety net of an income coming in at the beginning of your career uh, versus going straight in self-employed. I think look at your wider network and look at your current network. Is there people that you could potentially say, hey, I might train to be a financial advisor. Would you sit down with me? Um, And would you, what do you think I'd be like as a financial advisor? Get the kind of idea of the people around you I think sit the exams or look at places such as you know St James's Place offer academies there's so many different routes if you wanted to be an independent advisor maybe research you know the firms around you get in touch with someone there like I said people are really happy to help and my motto always is is what's the worst someone's gonna do say no so I am always happy to reach out and connect with people on LinkedIn uh, for that reason and I do think that's been a really key factor of my success of getting into football clubs is that I'm not shy in reaching out to people. And I just think uh, I encourage everyone to do that as well. I just think, like I said, you never know what door's going to open from connecting with people. 
Um, I would also just kind of say stick at it. Uh, in this industry, there is very uh, good weeks and there's weeks that seem a bit more quiet compared to others. You just have to gain momentum in the early period. Uh, I think it's really normal. I know from speaking to the colleagues that it's just something you have to work at in the first part of your career in financial services. So I would just say, again, reach out, talk to people, get a mentor if you can of anyone in the industry. And in terms of specializing, like I said, again, look at your network. So for me, um, I have a background of having friends in the sports industry who through them, I kind of understood the highs and lows of football. Uh, that again is what kind of has helped me get in with clubs because I think it's very authentic, my why. Um, I'm passionate about making sure that the players have got emotional support as well as financial support, as I completely understand that that industry can be mentally extremely challenging as well as physically challenging and that careers can be over a lot quicker than anticipated so I think you know if you're looking at going I don't know specializing with I think you mentioned earlier doctors or teachers or dentists you might know dentists you might have a wife or a husband or a friend who's a dentist and reach out ask them you know hey would you would you let me in and have a chat uh see what I can offer I think also a really great way in is financial education just to businesses in general you might have a client that works for a recruitment company who has you know a, a huge floor of staff and say look hey I offer financial education it's free would you let me come in and speak to the staff um I can teach them about pensions and why it's so good to save versus invest I just think reach out and take any opportunity as you see it. And I think, like I said as well, if you've got a bit of a why behind it and a passion, I think it really, really helps. You know, I think that's so refreshing to hear you talk that way. All I can say is keep doing what you're doing, Macy. <laughs> Thank <great>. you. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, we have, we've come to the end of what's been a really interesting conversation. So thanks so much, Macy, for coming on today. Um, and I'm sure our listeners have enjoyed this conversation as much as we have. So all I can say yeah. is thank you for coming on. Sure. Thank you very much, Brandon. And thank you, Sue. It's been really lovely. Thank you. IFA Talk is for investment professionals only. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Whatever appropriate, independent research and whatever necessary legal advice should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast. And value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested.